You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, we have a change of pace here today because I really think it's very important to cover the all aspects of mindset. And we have Nina Cook on the line, who is an expert around mindset and the importance of mindset and how you can achieve that next level in any business. Um, Nina, I really appreciate your time here today. And and, uh, I want to start things off with making sure everybody has your contact information and I noticed that you have a lot of the, uh, your inner game is mostly your handles on a lot of the social networks. That's a yes. great, uh, that's a great tagline on, on those social networks. So you can find her on Instagram and Twitter under that. Otherwise, Nina Cook, Business Mindset Coaching on Facebook. Uh, you do have a podcast of your own, which I, I, can't uh, emphasize enough that it's been a great resource, but make sure you head over to Nina Cook. That's N-I-N-A-C-O-O-K-E dot C-O dot U-K. So for us Americans, that's that's a, a, a little change of pace. So I got to make sure we emphasize that. Um, and uh, you're going to bring a little class to the podcast today because uh, I love your accent. Thank you so much. And Jack, there is a, there is a free resource, which um, I have, it's a brand new free resource I've created. And I was wondering whether your listeners and viewers might like to take advantage of it. And it's a millionaire mindset scorecard where they can find out why they're not seven figure business owners yet. They can take a little quiz and um, it's a lot of fun and they'll find out exactly what's stopping them, which limiting beliefs are stopping them, and also how they can take the next steps in order to start creating a seven-figure mindset. It's absolutely free and it's at ninacook.co.uk forward slash scorecard. So yeah, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes uh, and you can't beat that price. I mean, why wouldn't you take the time? This this is one of those topics that I, I think is... You know, we talk about real estate investing on the show, but I think one of the most overlooked or underrated aspect or that biggest investment I think somebody can make is in, in themselves and their personal mindset. And, Absolutely. Uh, this, is, this is one of those things that I, I really wanted to talk uh, and I was excited to get you on the show. So let's, let's start things off because I think, you know, I, I like I mentioned, I have your one sheet. They they send over information regarding you and some of the topics that you want to t- that you are that you uh, like to talk about. But one of them that I think is actually pretty prevalent is the first one on on the list is the imposter illusion. Can we talk a little bit about what that is and and how it manifests? Absolutely, this is such a big thing that we have to contend with in the world, whether we're investors or whether we're um, entrepreneurs or whether we're employees, parents, whatever it is. So this is where we feel that we're going to get found out in life. Mm -hmm. And we're pretending, we're faking to be something that we actually don't believe we truly are. 
So if it's investing in in property, it may be around, I don't deserve to have that level of success. Other people will have it, but I, I, I can't sustain that or I don't deserve to have it. Or if I have it, maybe I won't be able to handle it. Maybe I'll lose that level of success. Maybe I won't be able to hold on to it. It's not for me, it's for other people. So we basically limit ourselves and tell ourselves this story that we don't deserve to have all the happiness that we want in life. It's okay for other people, but on some level, we're not deserving of it. And we have this real fear that people are going to find out that we're flawed. And we do everything we can to hide it from the world. Mm. So it may mean that we come across as being more confident than we feel, that we fake the confidence, or we may be quite aggressive because we're trying to stop people getting too close to us so they don't find out these, you know, these so-called ugly truths about us. And in business, it can be a huge, huge factor because it can stop us from putting our message out there in the world. It can stop us from reaching out to a bigger audience and sharing our work with them. It's a, and it doesn't really matter what level of success you have in life. I've worked with entrepreneurs, at, you know, up to seven-figure entrepreneurs, and a lot of them still suffer from it to some extent. And it can stop us from taking risks. It can stop us from playing full out. It can really keep us small because we have to hide this flaw from the world. Mm -hmm. So are you basically saying too that it would prevent somebody from their perception of where their bounds or their limits are? And then they they just don't want to take that you earlier mentioned that you you don't want to take those risks or jeopardize that impersonation that you're that you think you're you're making yes it encourages us to hide and not be too visible because if we're too visible then people may find out this stuff about us we may be criticized we may we may attract this negative talk from other people and people might say well who do you think you are to do this or you're not good enough to do that so there's this fundamental limiting belief that keeps us from really enjoying life. It mm. keeps us, it makes us hide away a little bit. And it's something that I suffered from when I was young. I had um, a real fear of being seen because I felt that I wasn't good enough. There was something wrong with me. And if people found that out about me, they wouldn't like me. So I was one of those people who faked confidence. And people would say, oh, you're, you're so confident. And I think, I'm not. I'm just pretending to be because I don't want you to see how vulnerable I really am and how weak I feel. And it just didn't serve me because it's a real struggle to keep pretending and faking it day after day. And uh, when I had young children, I thought, I don't want to keep doing this because they had such a natural self-confidence about themselves. And I thought, I really want some of that and I need to sort this out. And that started me on a, a long journey of trying to figure out how I could fix myself. And it was only when I did the very deep personal development work that I realized the truth, not just about me, but about everyone, that actually we don't need fixing. We're absolutely perfect as we are we don't need to change anything about ourselves. Actually, I'll go back on that. We do. We should change one thing about ourselves, and that is dissolving all the limiting thoughts we have about ourselves so we can absolutely connect with our magnificence, how, how amazing we are, the resources that we have, you know, these gifts that we have. 
which we just keep hidden under all this mind clutter. So if there's one thing that we can do is to become aware of our thinking. Mm-hmm. Often we believe that thoughts just happen to us, that we're at the mercy of this negative thinking. It may be feeling like a victim. It may be feeling comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, thoughts just happen to us. There's nothing we can do about it. The good news is there's plenty we can do about this. Because if you think about it, if there's a thought, when you have a thought, there has to be a thinker of that thought, logically. Mm-hmm. And that thinker of thought is, is you. You're creating that thought, even if it feels it's just happening by itself. And when we can put ourselves in that, shift our thinking from being the thought to being the creator of the thought, suddenly we become more powerful. Because if we are, as the creator, as the creator of our thinking, we can start creating with intention. Right. And we can start thinking, what do I really want in life? Okay, if I want that in life, what sort of thinking do I want to create intentionally to help me to achieve that in life? Well, that thinking isn't going to work because that's just negative thinking. So I could put that to one side and I can start creating empowered thinking. And that's going to take me to my goals more easily because I think I can then create the beliefs that I deserve to have all this great stuff. I make it sound simple. It's challenging because if it wasn't challenging, we would all be doing it very easily instead mm-hmm. of wandering around with this negative loop of thinking, which many of us have most of the day. But it's, as you said, this is the most important work we can do because it's just not about attracting more money. It's about attracting more peace and more mm-hmm. happiness and more contentment. And we don't want money per se. We want it for what it can buy us, extra time, quality time with our families. So this is such a huge topic, and I'm so delighted we're here today discussing it. Yeah, so, so you, focusing on this impersonator um, complex or what, whatever we want to call it, I mean, I think you have the imposter illusion uh, are there any strategies or tactics to, because I, I know for a fact that most people have this at some level, like you feel like you're, you just don't belong. And we even hear it and it's even encouraged by some uh, gurus, if you will, to essentially fake it till you make it, you know, it's even part of that, of some of those mantras. Are there some strategies or some initial things that people could could experiment with or, or practice to try to change that in that mindset? Yes, that's a really great question. So I boil it down to the three A's. The first A is awareness. Catch your thinking. If you don't catch your thinking, you can't change it. And an easy way to catch your thinking is to, when you, when you find yourself in a negative loop of thinking, and for some people it's so habitual, they don't even know they're doing it, But this is just becoming aware. Become aware of that negative loop of thinking. Start writing down your thoughts. You will be amazed at what you're saying to yourself. You would never say to anyone else, but you're saying it to yourself. So first step is to write down your thinking so you can see what you're dealing with. That's the first step. The second A is acceptance. Accept that's what you're thinking. Don't say to yourself, oh, why do I keep beating myself up? I'm such a loser to keep thinking this all the time. I'm just never going to get rid of this thinking. It's just, you know, it's the bane of my life. Don't get into an argument with the thinking. Just accept it for what it is. Okay, this is what I've been thinking up to this point. 
it's okay. Because Jack, what happens is when we start wishing it was different to how it is, that's when the resistance really sets in. That's when we start fighting. And we, we're not good decision makers when we're in that mode of thinking. So accept for what it is. That's your thoughts. It is what it is. Don't argue with it. Okay, that's good. The third step, the third A is action. Okay, so, so far, I've been thinking this stuff about myself. It's not working for me. It's not productive. So what action can I take? Now, the action you can take about this thinking, there are so many different things you could do. You could listen to a tape. You can listen tape. You see how old I am. You can listen to something online or whatever it is. What mm-hmm. I find works really well is to question those statements you've written down, those negative thinking, and ask yourself, who told me that's true about me? Because often we say our negative thoughts come from reality. They came from things our parents said or did, or our teachers or other people in our lives. So we absorb this thinking almost like osmosis. That is not true. No one gives us our negative thoughts, not our parents, not our any other adults in our lives as children, not teachers, not contemporaries. No one gives us any of our negative thinking. We create it in our own head. So take responsibility for it. Okay, this is the stuff I've made up. Now, the action is to question it. Is it true about me? Can I say with 100% certainty that this is true about me? And then you may say, okay, well, it feels true because I've got all this evidence backing it up. So, you know, my parents used to, they always used to favor my sibling over me. That makes makes me, you know, know that I'm not good enough in their eyes Mm. or they never thought I'm going to make it. So you've got to question, is this 100% true? Are you 100% certain this is true about you? And it just in about every case, you won't be able to say this is 100% true. So if it's not 100% true, there's a chance that it may not be true about you. Realizing they're just stories you're making up. I created this story about myself that I haven't got what it takes. It's a story. It's not serving me. Therefore, can I just let it go? Mm-hmm. I can let it go. Of course we can let go of stories that don't serve us. And then when we let go of those stories, we start seeing all the alternative evidence that shows us that actually we can have what we want in our life. We've had so many successes. We've done so many things right. Now, this sounds very easy to do again, and it's challenging to do this on your own. I get it. That's why I've been working with mindset coaches for years, because I find that when I try and do it on my own, I scratch the surface and I let myself off the hook. I don't go deep enough. I don't ask myself those really difficult, challenging questions that help me to get to the root cause of these, of the challenging thinking I'm facing, of these patterns of negative pro- thinking, which are impairing and impeding my, my success and my happiness. Mm-hmm. So when you work with someone who can really help you to find the root cause of this thinking, this negative thinking, dissolve it at the, at the uh, subconscious level, and then once you take out those negative beliefs, you've got some space, and then you plant new empowering beliefs about yourself. That actually you are good enough. You do deserve to be here. You do deserve to play big. It's, 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 it's safe to be seen. It's safe to shine brightly, all of those great things. And that's where you, your new thinking then starts dictating your choices you make in your life, the decisions that you make. 
What if how big is your vision? Your vision will suddenly expand because you know that you deserve it. There may be mistakes along the way. It may not be a straight, smooth path. There will be some things which don't work out, but you're okay with that because you've got resilience and you know that that's not the end of the road. There's more good stuff to come. So there's just so many. This is the most important work that anyone can do in their lives because it means you start aligning with who you are and you really feel that certainty and that confidence in yourself that you deserve to be heard you deserve to be seen and you know you've got a lot to offer people so no this is this is fantastic so your three a's here i mean i can already see it applying to multiple um issues that that we all face i mean we started things off with talking about the imposter illusion but i mean there's a lot of the negative self-talk that i think we all experience there's the i think you even have not a good not good enough you mentioned that yourself there's a not good enough syndrome i mean you can really apply this strategy everywhere and when you say this isn't an easy thing i i can't emphasize that enough i almost see this as a a a teeter-totter you know the more negative self-talk and and the the uh, imposter illusion and all of these things are, are building up on one end if you're not doing your best to balance that out or or even tip it tip the scales if you will i mean it it can really have you can spiral out of control pretty quickly absolutely and so far we've talked about self-esteem Mm-hmm. and our limiting self-esteem beliefs, then you've got all the limiting money beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so many of them are formed in our childhood, our self-esteem beliefs and our money beliefs, because, you know, we're observing what's going on. And I said, no one gives us our limiting beliefs. Our parents don't give us limiting beliefs. We form them ourselves. So, for example, if you watched your parents maybe not having enough money, maybe they used to fight about money. My parents were very frugal, and they used to argue about small amounts of money. They used to always trying to find the cheapest item and buy that. Even if it had a little dent in it, they would still buy it because they were saving a bit of money. So I observed all of this. And I, even as a young child, you choose to take it on what you're seeing to be true about yourself. If that applies to my parents, it's got to be true about me. Or you make the decision, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I don't want the life that they've got. I want a different life. So we make that decision at a really deep level, even as children. Mm -hmm. Or you may see the way that their parent knew and you think, I'm not going to be that sort of parent. I'm going to be a different type of parent. So these are some of the judgments that I made as a child that I decided I didn't want to be worrying about money and buying secondhand stuff. I wanted to buy good stuff. I wanted to buy quality things. And also that I wanted to parent in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I made those decisions. And this is what I carried into my adulthood. So the decisions we make as children around money, around ourselves, around the world being a safe place and not being a safe place, about other people, we carry these beliefs into adult life intact. Isn't that scary? Yeah. And we live our lives as if we're still those children with all those same fears, as if our parents are going to tell us off, as if we have to live our life according to their wishes, not our own. And that they're, you know, the our parents struggle with money therefore that's our struggle as well 
And then we enact it and we create it as our reality and we keep stacking up more and more evidence that is true. So when I work with clients, they'll often say, oh, I've had this belief forever. It's really deeply ingrained in me. It's going to be really hard to shift it. And I just say, that's another story you're telling yourself. And you're piling stories upon stories upon stories. And we also have all these stories about, well, I'm, I was a child who was always the peacemaker or I was always the black sheep in the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the one who always gave my parents so much trouble. <laughs> so we carry these stories into our lives and we love telling other people about them, don't we? But we're just buying into them, buying into them. So the easiest way to shift this stuff is to say, these are all stories I've made up about myself. They're not real and they're not true. I don't have to keep buying into them anymore. I can create a whole new stack of stories about myself. And that's when, that's when our reality starts changing. Mm-hmm. And I want to delve into this, the money thing a little bit further. But before we do, I want to remind everybody to where they can find you again. So uh, head over to Nina, N-I-N-A, Cook, C-O-O-K-E dot C-O dot U-K for more information about what Nina is talking about. Because uh, and, and if you haven't been convinced now of taking that free survey, I, I think uh, there might be a bigger problem. I mean, this is, a, <laughs> this is some ex- excellent information and, and thought. Um, so can we talk a little bit about the concept? I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this myself recently, is the, is the concept of, of our status, our, our, the, how much we earn on a, on a regular basis and how, you know, uh, a great example is as you're progressing through a career, an, or, a, an average person will, have, will slowly increase their salary as they grow older and older. And some of those could be cost of living changes, inflation, a, a few other things. But uh, a lot of people would put that in the, you, you've gained more experience, you've become more valuable. I would make the argument that a lot of that has to do with your mindset has been growing and adapting and allowing yourself to earn those additional, that additional income. And uh, I, want, I want that shortcut. Like, I want... Does that make sense? Am I making sense right now? Yeah, absolutely. So rather than doing it gradually, you want to be able just to get to a bigger jump. Right. Yes, absolutely. So again, this is conditioned thinking around money. And often our money thinking is very much based on what we saw as children growing up. Or if we were lucky, and a lot of it tends to be quite negative, or if we're lucky, we have positive money stories as well because we saw someone who was achieving success easily or someone had a word in our ear and said, you know, this is the way to do it. This is an easy way of doing it. So we learned some lessons very young. In terms of how we grow our our wealth, it does come down to our expectations of what we can have in life. Very mm-hmm. much so. And you probably noticed it with your own business that as you have changed your thinking about money, you become more successful. So for some people, it could be very slow steps. Some people stay pretty stagnant throughout their lives and some people even go backwards. It's all related to what they believe they can achieve. It comes down to their money beliefs. Mm-hmm. If you have money beliefs like it's a struggle to make more money, I'm going to run out of money, I'm never going to have enough, those sort of beliefs are a our thoughts are so powerful. They're like magnets. So you're going to attract more and more of that in your life. Now, you may have a burst of 
burst of uh, thinking where you can have more and you may get a raise or you may win something. But if your thinking isn't sustained in that area, you'll fall back again. You'll find a way of self-sabotaging. Maybe you'll get a big car bill that suddenly comes up or your roof needs fixing or, you know, what do the children suddenly need a loan or something? Mm-hmm. So you will find a way of removing that money from your bank account and then you'll go back to where you were before. Mm-hmm. So we have a comfort zone around money. And that comfort zone is probably one of the most dangerous things that we stay in, in our lives because it feels comfortable. But it's also discomfort around it because we want more. We're still not happy with it. So the key is to stretch up our comfort zone and to stay at that higher level and not slip back. And mm-hmm. to have that awareness that I'm not going to self-sabotage. I'm going to be very aware. I'm not going to fall ill. That means I miss an opportunity. I'm going to be on top of this because now I've got the mindset that enables me to say, I deserve this extra amount. And that can build on that. So it's awareness. It's always self-awareness. What is going on in your thinking? Are you feeling aligned with this extra wealth or are you feeling like an imposter around it? If you feel like an imposter, you're going to lose it again. Think of all those lottery winners. Somehow mm-hmm. that manifest that winning lottery ticket. But some of them feel they don't deserve all that extra money and they will do everything they can to lose that money. They probably lose good relationships along the way as well. And they go back to how they were before or even in a worse stage. They didn't have the thinking that allowed them to keep that wealth and to grow it. Mm-hmm. So it always comes down to our thinking, what we believe is true about us. What expectations do we have about ourselves in our lives? If our expectation is I might get a yearly raise of five, 10% every year and I'll be happy with that, that's what you're probably going to get. But if your expectation is I want X amount to be earning X amount per month in profit within the next 12 months, okay, that's what I expect for myself. I've got the thinking that supports, I've got the beliefs that support that expectation. Now, let's work backwards. What steps do I need to take in order to achieve that result? The more important question is, what blocks can stop me from reaching that result? There was a scientist, I can't remember his name's gone out of my head. He did a research study. So he wanted to find out how, what was the best way for people to achieve their goals? So he set up lots of different ways of, you know, achieving goals in in his um, lab. So some people, they figured out the best steps to reaching their goals. Another person tried another way of reaching their goals and someone else tried a different way. And the results, he was very surprised by the results. They weren't what he was expecting. The the best way, the quickest way, the easiest way of reaching our goals is not to figure out what steps we need to take, it's to figure out what can stop us, what mind blocks will stop us from reaching our goals. Mm. The person who dissolved the mind blocks first and then did the action steps was the most successful. So the mindset is the first thing. Before you embark on a strategy, get your mindset in the right place. Be in control of your state of mind that you are showing up with in the world. Have that in place. Make it an achievement, mindset of achievement, of high expectation for you and what you can achieve in this world. And then opportunities start coming in. It's happened in my own life. 
I have opportunities coming and think, I wasn't expecting that. Where did that come from? It becomes easier, but you still have to take action. You start to take targeted action. You can't just sit back and expect it all to roll in. You still take action. You still take risks. You still reach out to people. But you're doing it from a place of feeling confident that you've got real value to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's un- un- unbelievable. I, I've never thought about taking tackling the mind blocks first. And now when you say that, it's like probably the most obvious thing a person should do. I mean, um, you know, can, can we chat about something else? Like I, something else that I noticed personally, like, uh, and I brought this up uh, to a few people that have asked about getting into wholesaling. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with wholesaling when it comes to real estate investing, but um, that's where a lot of people start in their real estate investing because they've, they've been sold this concept that, you know, no money involved, you get the house under contract, you can, you can sell that contract to some way. It's a way of low hanging fruit, but the importance of um, that first one to get that first house under contract and to do that first wholesale takes a lot of work and probably more work than a person would ever realize. But once you do that first one, it's like a light light switch. And the rest of them, they'll start stacking up after each other. Like it, it becomes, there's something, uh, there's something that happens there that your confidence goes up. You, you finally believe it's possible. I think that's the big thing is that you finally understand and believe it's actually possible. That's when you start to see that activity actually bear fruit. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, again comes down to mindset. The strategy is second and your belief in what you can achieve. So the people who will give up are the ones who don't believe it's going to happen for them or it's too hard and they'll talk themselves out of it. The ones who actually go through with it and carry it through, they have that end vision that once I get through this, then I can go on to the next step and the next step and the next step. So it is very much the vision you have for yourself and your life, which will take you through as your big why. One thing that I've found that's really, really helpful when we're doing something and it feels very difficult, there's lots of steps involved, is to think about how we're showing up in each and every step. Not to think too far ahead, not to think, well, next week I have to do this thing and then the month after that I'm going to have to do that and then all of this stuff and just feels so big and so overwhelming. Will I be able to do it all? But it's have your steps laid out and then focus on the one you're doing in this moment. Forget about all the others. And we we don't always get to choose the action we have to take, but we always get to choose the energy that we bring to that action and being in the moment with it. So, for example, it may be, you know, doing your taxes. You'll say, well, most people hate doing their taxes. But we can make the decision, I'm going to do my taxes, and I'm going to bring an energy of enjoyment into it. You can have your best favorite drink there. You can do whatever it takes. You can set up your desk, whatever it is. But I'm going to show up with energy. And once we start an activity and we get into it, doesn't time fly most of the time? even when you're doing something quite convoluted. So we get to choose that stuff. So we have so much control 
in every moment of our day is taking back that control. And rather than feeling that we're like a leaf that's been tossed around by the wind, being buffeted by what was going on out there, people's demands on us and all of this stuff. No, we take back control and we choose the energy we bring into every single moment of our day. And when we choose that energy, then suddenly it's like, this is how I'm showing up. This is how I'm using this precious moment right now. And that can just give such a feeling of peace and contentment, whatever we're doing. No, this goes back to, it's it's amazing how the level of choice that we have available to ourselves that we, and we always end up going down the path of least resistance. We, we always react to pain versus running towards any kind of pleasure. It's uh it's, it's, it's almost, it's really a shame, but we've just been, I don't know, we condition ourselves to do it. Uh, like you've mentioned before. I mean, this is, this is a this is a constant. If you haven't haven't been able to tell, I mean, this is a constant battle that I'm I'm constantly fighting. You know, you're. We talk about, and to to my family's chagrin. I mean, I'm I'm always walking around my house with a podcast or an audiobook or something playing in my pocket because I need that amount of content to keep things balanced where I need it to be. Yeah, I completely get it. You said something really interesting. You said we go to the path of least resistance, but actually we move to the path of most resistance because we're fighting what is in this moment. I wish it was different. I wish I had more money. I wish I had that deal. I wish my partner had said that to me. I wish it was different and so on. That's the path of most resistance. And that's what creates a conflict within us. The path of least resistance is, okay, I'm feeling lousy right now in this moment. I'm saying stupid things to myself. I get it. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. It's, it is, a, you know, mindset work is constant. It's every day of your life. It's how you set up your day. Do you have a daily mindset practice where you spend half an hour, 10 minutes, five minutes every morning setting yourself up for the day? I know when I don't do my mindset practice in the morning, I'm chasing the day. I feel out of control. But when I do it, I'm leading it. I can cope with anything that comes my way. So it's choices that we make. And we always have more options on the table than we ever believe we have. Even when we think we're backed in a corner, we can't do anything about it. We still have options because we have choices. We can choose how we show up in that moment. We can take a look and see what other actions are available to me right now. But you can only do that when you've got a clear mind when you have that space to be a creative thinker, to be a really good problem solver. Because when your mind is full of overwhelm and worry, then you're not going to be making your best decisions. You're not going to be able to really think it out clearly. So having a clear mind, doing whatever it takes. I work with clients. We find their biggest challenges. We find the table legs under that challenge, which are the limiting beliefs. I help them dissolve the limiting beliefs and create new empowering beliefs in their subconscious. So you don't have to keep using willpower to keep that new thinking in place. It becomes part of who you are. It becomes automatic thinking. So that's one way of doing it. But there, you know, as we said, there are books, there are audios, there's a wealth of personal development information out there. I would encourage your listeners and readers 
to really pay attention to this part of their lives. Often we're chasing down a strategy because we think this is what's going to get us the result that we want. No strategy is going to work until you've got the thinking that's going to enable it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this, is, this has been unbelievable. I, I really, you know, I, I, try, I promised to try to keep you at, at the, I wouldn't take up more than 30 minutes of your time. And I think we, you and I probably could go for another half hour here. Um, so um, before, we, before we wrap things up, I, I do want to ask, uh, was there one question or, or anything that you wanted us to cover today that I neglected to uh, ask? You are such great questions. I can't think of anything really that um, I could have, you could have asked me that would have opened up some more, you know, a really another great, really great discussion. So I'd okay. say no right now, but I'll probably think of something as soon as we finish this podcast. I always do too. That's why I've been asking that question. Um, but um, I did want to wrap up a couple things here, just based on what we've chatted about today. I kind of like to summarize a few things. Um, your three A's is is something that everybody, if anybody could take away a couple things here today, um, this is going to be the, the first one, awareness, accept, acceptance, and action. Uh, running through those um, those action items. I'm going to call those action items because that's exactly what they are. Um, and, and catching yourself when it comes to that thinking, um, I have a blank notebook here. I think I'm going to write mindset on it. I'm going to start doing exactly as you instruct. Um, this is a perfect example of of uh, a lot of times where I talk about uh, the ten the ten thousand hour rule. You know, we've we've learned that uh, you either put in ten thousand hours and become an expert expert at something, or you learn from somebody who has put in those ten thousand hours, which I think is is far more practical. And uh, this is a perfect example of that. Learn from Nina in this situation. Do those three A's. Um, dissolve that mind blocks before you start working on a goal. I mean, dissolve those. I, I that that was like an eye opener, and it, it hit me like a tack hammer. To be frank, I mean, when you said that, um, that's really eye opening. Um, something that. Uh, it's just a very good exercise exercise before you start going through the list of tasks you need to uh, to accomplish a goal. Maybe it's time to uh, re- look at those uh, mental blockers that would prevent you from not achieving those goals. Um, and then I, I really have to point everybody to your website. I mean, you have um, your, the free download for that survey. Uh, but uh, which is at ninacook.co.uk slash scorecard. Um, I'm probably going to be doing that this evening. I highly recommend everybody to do the same. But Nina, this has been just fantastic. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Jack. It's been an absolute honor being here. And thank you so much for you know inviting me on. Yeah, and I I, I Hope uh, we can do it again sometime. I think, like I said, we, we'd have a lot of ground to cover. Absolutely. So. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, 
head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.